Welcome to the LEC Podcast, a show about growing in connection with the earth and communities around us. Brought to you by the Living Earth Center in Mankato, Minnesota. I am your host and producer, Jacob Bases. Let's get growing. It's update time. The 2023 Earth Conference is coming up on November 4th. The topic is Bridging the Divide, Our Collective Role in Reconnecting Relations. There are different options for tickets in person, online, and students. You can learn more at earthconference2023.eventbrite.com. Second up, we have the Fall Fest, which is going to be happening on Saturday, October 7th at the Blue Earth County Community Farm. We'll have crafts, caramel apple, dipping, fresh pressed cider, and this is a free event to the community. And finally, we have our continuation of the Common Ground series on pickling and pickleball, hosted at the Locale Brewery, Tuesday, October 17th, 6 p.m. For our first ever segment, we're going to have me, your producer, to talk a little bit about what this podcast is going to be like and introduce myself. Let's get on with the show. Hi, welcome to the LEC Podcast. My name's Jacob Bases. I'm the digital content manager here at the Living Earth Center and the producer of this podcast. Today, I'm going to introduce myself and talk a little bit about how this podcast will be structured and what you can expect to see and learn from this podcast. First, there's going to be a weekly update. In every episode, we're going to tell you what you can expect to see coming up from the Living Earth Center in a short segment where we announce our events and talk about the impacts that we've made over the last week or month. We might shout out some donors and other stuff in that first segment too. You can expect it to be about less than a minute. In the second segment, it's going to be mostly interviews with the staff or people who are integral to the operation of the Living Earth Center. They're going to talk about the work that they do here and how it pushes forward what we do and how it aligns with the Living Earth Center values of connecting people with one another and with the land. So you're going to get to know a lot more about the members of the staff and maybe even some of the people who are on the board or working closely with us. The second segment is going to be an educational or storytelling segment where we bring in community members or people who are working with the Living Earth Center or otherwise people who have valuable knowledge that relates to the values and the work that we do here in the Living Earth Center to teach lessons about gardening, sustainability, um, or in today's case, natural beauty, and just generally have them give a quick educational tip, tell a story, or share something with their life that we think is valuable to share with you. If this sounds like a fun experience or the kind of podcast that you'd be interested in, please subscribe now. Um, and I look forward to producing this, and I'm going to get back behind the camera. And, uh, yeah. This week's guest, Allegra Kay, joins us to talk about her journey working in the beauty industry. Pivoting from conventional beauty products to working with plants she can grow on her own, some right here in her own garden. Hi, I'm Allegra. I am an esthetician here in Mankato at Minari Body Works. 
I am also a student of herbalism and I have a deep personal practice working with the medicinal and spiritual properties of plants. And I am combining all of these things together to create a series of classes and workshops to offer the community here where we can gather and we can make some fun products, we can engage in some wellness and self-care rituals that help us deepen our connection to the land and work with local plants that we can grow in our own backyard or find locally. Thank you for that, Allegra. Mm -hmm. Could you uh, go over what was what brought you into the practice of learning about these things? Mm -hmm. uh, coming from the traditional beauty industry where I've been in for 13 years and part of you know, it being an industry is it makes a lot of money off of um, really focusing on insecurities. And I think that that is the opposite of being in congruence with nature. And so as I started to work on my own personal path of healing and working with plants, I realized there can be a different way, there can be a better way that we can take care of our skin and our bodies that isn't so commercial and so just based on the outside and um, helps us foster that deep connection with the earth. Sure. And um, are some of these, are some of the tools that you use available like right here in this area? Yes, absolutely. Can you give an example of some of the plants that you are using from right here? Yes. So one that I love is calendula. I grow it in my backyard every summer. It is very antimicrobial, antifungal, antibacterial. It's a very healing herb. It's a beautiful flower as well. Um, I use, I grow and use comfrey. Again, I grow that in my backyard. That is a master healer of the skin and the body. I work a lot with lavender, a little bit harder to grow here, but you can. Um, very relaxing and calming to the system and the skin. And another favorite that I have are rose petals, which roses just across the board is a wonderful, beautiful plant, but when used in conjunction with, again, the skin, very nurturing, calming, and revitalizing. Yeah, and uh, what kind of what kind of things are you making? Are these uh, like salves, or are they like what kind of what kind of ending product? I hate to use the word product given all no, you just okay. said, but yeah. uh, what what are you making? So I like to um, I make some products specifically for myself, but I th I like to use these plants in a way where we can also have an exchange with the energy of the plant. So one of my favorite things to do is create a facial steam where I just put dried or fresh plant material in a bowl with steaming water, uh, put my face over it with a towel and just really breathe in the, um, the healing properties onto the skin, but also you're having this exchange with the energy of the plants. It's really beautiful. Sure. And what kind of, what kind of results can you expect from that practice? Well, there's a lot of surface level results. I mean, it can really help with inflammatory conditions in the skin. Um, but I think the most important thing is that, again, you have this energetic exchange that's so different from going to the drugstore, buying something that comes in a plastic bottle that was made in a factory that has maybe a tiny little ounce of plant material in it versus actually growing something, harvesting it and creating it with your own hands. And so I think the, mo the biggest result that you have is, is spiritual and energetic. That's really cool. Um, and back kind of, kind of back to where we, we started with the, are all of the plants that you talked about, the ones that you are cultivating yourself, 
are those all being used in these steam products or is there anything that looks more kind of like the traditional beauty products that we're mm. kind of accustomed to seeing in the store? Like, are you making any powders or things like that? I'm not. I'm not making any powders. I um, I like to use like a lot of different healing oils. I've recently got into using some tallow, which is like rendered uh, fat from grass-fed animals from a local farm here that's very medicinal for the skin. I really, a lot of the things that I am making and that I use are from like traditional European folk herbalism practices. And so it's a really neat, again, way to also connect with our own personal history and ancestry while respecting the land that we are on here. How were you able to learn about these things? Is it something you picked up from books or something that was passed down? Well, my mom was always into it, which of course I rejected until I was an adult. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I went through I went through a lot of health problems in my adult years. And one of the biggest ways that I found healing was through plants. And so then I just, I really started to study personally. And then I found a school that really aligned with my values. And so I am in my second year of, of learning. So I'm definitely still planting the seeds, so to speak. Yeah. And since you've kind of brought it up as a pivot from Mm -hmm. what we have available to us in the drugstore, um, what can like it it isn't like this is more just from listening to the conversation i imagine that it's more of a a practice that brings results over time instead of something that you put on and take off and put on and take off yeah can you talk a little bit to the different philosophy that might come with this way of approaching uh, a beauty routine mm-hmm. Well, I think that it really causes you to, again, connect with nature because it's slow. There, it's, um, it's intentional. It's mindful. You're working with the seasons as well. Like, you know, gardens don't just grow food. Gardens also grow medicinal plants and herbs. And so when you work in conjunction with the seasons and what is, what is in season then and or what you have harvested and dried at home, Um, So it's not that instant gratification that we're so used to with our day-to-day life. You really have to have respect for the process and, again, respect for the the connection with the earth. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also imagine that a lot of the people who you interact with showing these kind of things, they're kind of like one foot in and one foot out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like... What is what is that experience like for people? Are are some of these practices ones that you can begin to integrate when you're still basically working with what's been given to us? Yeah, that's a really great question. You know, for me in like the treatment room, for example, I've started to, you know, introduce some of these things. And at first people are like, huh, this is interesting. And then they love it because I, again, I think that there is this sort of reclamation and this remembering that happens with people when they start to work with plants in this way because a, it's um, practices that our ancestors did. And also it's something that a lot of people remember, oh, I did this when I was little. Like I used to run through my mom's garden. And so I think that there's um, a lot of interest and again, a lot of remembering that comes with this. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and uh, like when you said this is something that someone might have done when they were like, mm-hmm. when like they might've witnessed their mother do or mm-hmm. something like that. Can you give an example of that? Well, I can give you a personal example. I remember being a child and taking like, dandelions and rubbing the yellow from the dandelions on my hand or putting it on my face as makeup. 
or I used to grind up rose petals and make lipstick and put it on my eyes. And I think that, you know, making flower crowns, just, just connecting with nature in a way before we even knew what we were supposed to do really by society as a way to adorn ourselves. Because again, our, our bodies knew to connect with the earth in that way. But then as we got older, you know, everything changed because it's all told, you know, in magazines and TV, how we're supposed to look mm -hmm. and how we're supposed to dress and what we're supposed to do. Yeah, I like that. I feel like most most children go out into the woods and try and make potions or something exactly, like that. You know, it's exactly. We we've all done. I mean, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know that I ever tried to make shampoo or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> um, is, is there a practice that you could uh, walk us through briefly, or mm -hmm. some kind of um, some something you could share just through words about uh, uh, something that someone could do that would with you know the tools that are available to us in this area that could help people move in this direction i would say the first thing to do and i am i am saying this as someone who is actively learning this as i go because i am also new to this area and i am relatively new to this work and so i would say the most important thing that you can do is develop an interest and develop a relationship with a specific plant Again, plants have so many interesting properties that aren't just about eating them or using them. There's a, there's a spirit to each plant. And so to connect with that in a way that's deep and meaningful to yourself. Um, and then if you can, if you have access to a garden plot or you have a backyard that you can grow something and grow that plant and work with it a little bit, learn a little bit about it. You can, you know, I spoke earlier about the facial steams. That's such a beautiful way to work with a plant. And it's really simple. You know, this is, these are all really simple practices and you can just grow something, you can harvest it and you can observe it. You can feel it. You can kind of meditate with it too. put it in a bowl, put some water on it and just breathe it in. That's probably the most simple thing that you can do to introduce yourself to this work. And, uh, as you've taken yourself down this path, uh, where do you see it going? Like, you know, where would you like to be in, you know, three months and five years time? Hmm. Well, three months, I imagine myself pretty much where I'm at now, a little bit deeper on in my journey, especially as winter rolls around. I have found the plants to be um, immensely helpful during winter for me. Um, five years, I would like to definitely be deeper into teaching. I... Um, I don't have a deep desire to, to make and produce my own products. I think that there's enough out there. I think that there's so many talented people who are already making things, but I definitely see myself working with plants on a much deeper level when it comes to inner and outer healing. Hmm. That's really, um, that's really cool. I'm, I'm glad you're working down that path and it feels like you're, um, finding some success mm -hmm. in there. Um, and what can people do um, if they want to interact with your your work or find you either on the internet or in real yeah. life to learn about these things? Great. Well, um, I'm always available for facial work at Minari. I um, also will be teaching some upcoming classes and workshops at the Living Earth Center. I also do teach some workshops at Minari that we haven't quite put together for the winter yet. I do have an Instagram, Allegra K Skin, and then I'm on Facebook. And I do have a website, although it is massively outdated and needs to be before anybody goes on there. Sure. Um, so hold on the website. 
But um, Allegra, thank you so much for joining us and sharing about your practice and all the things they're doing. I really look forward to seeing what you do with, um, well, you know, just what you do in general, but also what you do with the Living Earth Center. And um, I, I, I hope it finds you well. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. If you find yourself in alignment with our mission and values, the Living Earth Center is a 501c3 nonprofit. Consider donating. You can find more information at livingearthcentermn.org.